Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. Today is actually take two of a podcast that I've already done, and I'm here with a special guest, and it's actually my boyfriend, Carter. Carter, say hello. Hello. (laughs) And the reason we're doing take two is for multiple reasons. I had Nadia listen to the first one and basically her feedback was, you guys are the cutest things ever. It was the first time she felt like she had ever seen me nervous in a podcast. And I, Carter and I, the whole time we felt uncomfortable. So now we're doing this our way and we're in our own clothes and we're trying it this way. We're trying it this way to just be ourselves. But Another thing that we recognized from the first time that we did it was there's so much good that we want to talk about, which is one of the reasons why I'm introducing you to him. And we touched on so many different topics, but we didn't get to dive deep into each one of them. And we know that we will do that later on. And so we're doing round two. Round two. (laughs) To try and make this as... As normal, as natural, natural and normal as possible, as it possibly could be. Sure. Yes, so we're it's still going to be weird. We've moved the couch, which is not normal, and yeah. we have lights on, which is not normal. We're talking into a microphone. We're talking into a, another. That's true. Also not normal. That's but. true. Um, but with that being said, why don't you, Carter, tell everyone a little about yourself? Obviously, I'm Carter. <laughs> um, Dating Brooke, been dating for you know, a couple years ish, almost. almost. Surprise! <laughs> Instagram's the best kept secret over here. Besides being Brooke's boyfriend, I am also a father. I also do some coaching, have a couple of different businesses, and work with men to unleash their masculinity in a healthy way so that they can support themselves and their partner. And yeah. 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 As we were kind of thinking about this and contemplating all the reasons why we, I, we, both of us wanted to have you on the podcast and introduce you into my life. And we'll go into those later. I think the first thing to kind of start with is the glaring question of why it's taken me so long. The why not? The why not? The why not? Um, so for those of you who are curious, I'm sure the first question will be, how did you guys meet? Um, Carter and I met on social media. He slid, right slid right in, in my DMs. <laughs> and But not not intentionally... Trying to... It wasn't uh, to be like, hey, let's... No, it was, it, let's it was go on a date. in the DMs, not trying to get into other things at that moment. It was... Yeah, and... Just kind of, hey, how you doing? Your message to me was so kind and so gentle, and I could tell that it was very... It was coming from a really good place. Um, I could tell that it was genuine, and it didn't feel like you were actually trying to go on a date with me. It just... You were just nice. Assume how you were. Yeah, and you want me to elaborate on that at all? Or sure. No? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
The condensed version of this would be a friend of mine shared this video of this woman dancing wildly on her countertops to return of the Mac, but it was return of the mask during COVID. And I was like, this is hilarious. This, this woman's really funny. I've got to see what other content she's come up with. <laughs> so I check Brooke's page out. I see a little highlight reel about grief and there's not a lot on there at the time that I'm looking at it, but it's clear that she's experienced a very major loss. Um, obviously no details behind it, just her husband's no longer with her or the kids. And I was kind of going through a personal journey at that time where I was really in a place of like working on positivity within myself. Um, I don't know. There's something when I, when I saw this, I just thought, you know, random acts of kindness, if you will. And I'm just going to reach out and say hello. And that I hope wherever you may be in the world today that you're having an okay day and mm -hmm. just kind of put some positive vibes out there. So that's Let's what see. I did. I wonder if I can find the text. Are you ready? <laughs> this will be the first time hearing it since I've said it, I guess. I know you had this. Of course I have this, it. Surprises are coming out. A friend of mine shared your mask reel, which was fucking hilarious. So I decided to see what other humorous vids, vids, you had come up with. Then I came across your grief story and was curious what it was about. I have no clue who you are and I cannot fathom the level of loss you have experienced and what you are going through with that. I do know a thing or two about raising a child in a single parent environment and it's hard. That's a struggle I can relate to. The positivity that you are putting out there is going to work wonders for them throughout whatever situation you and they encounter. It looks like you give moms advice or mentor them about all sorts of things. So I'm sure you knew this already. I just kind of felt led to reach out. I can't really explain it, but maybe you needed to hear it today. Who knows? You're doing amazing. Even on the days that you may feel you aren't. Children pick up on everything and I'm sure they're extremely grateful to such a solid mom. And then you kept showing up. I noticed it and I think I probably said something like thanks. And then the thing with Charlie's school happened where Charlie was restrained and I was like, oh no. And <laughs> may have offered to break some legs. I, I went on social exactly media. I recall the, uh, the comment, but now that it's coming back, there may have been. Yes. For those offer. of you who've been around for a while, we got kicked out of that school because I talked about it on social media and about, I was like, wait a second, this just happened. Is this okay? Like I was processing it and Carter was like down, down to break some legs. I don't know you, but I'm down to break some legs or something, something like that. that nature. And I was like, you just keep showing up. And <laughs> I like, didn't really notice you at the time, but then you kept messaging back and I looked at your profile and I was like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, oh, he lives in my area. And then I think I gave you my number and we text for a while and then we got coffee and then we were friends for about six months. Yeah. Six ish. And we both were not looking for anything. No. 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 <laughs> we often, no relationship. We often look at each other and we're like side. Damn it, we didn't want this, but yeah. we're still here two years later. How, how is this going? Yeah. It's, how is it? Yeah. I mean, how it's is going this still great, going? I yeah. Think, but it's. Well, it's I mean, we're like, still in it. How are we still in this spot when either of us wanted? That's what I was saying. I think because it's a lot of reasons, but I think it's because it's working and because we put the effort and time in and for many, many different reasons. Many. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I think we wanted to do this is because I have not just had trauma in my life with Jonathan passing, but I've spoken about my relationship, especially on the podcast. And my relationship with Jonathan was not a healthy one. And 
I think going through something like I've been through, it's been a huge learning process as well as healing process to, I think I, I knew and I could like envision the type of relationship that I wanted and I, in terms of like what I felt a healthy relationship would look like. But I think it's another thing to bring that relationship to fruition. And along the way, there have been moments, I guess, of growth for me where I had to, a few things. I had to trust the process of us. I had to trust you. I had to let my walls down. I had to be vulnerable. I had to communicate all the things that are really hard. And they're especially really hard when you've been through such trauma like I have. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why it's taken me so long to share you with the world is because of the things that I needed to move through and heal, like do a lot of healing. Um, but also I, I think it just goes to show the amount of trauma that someone goes through. And maybe that's helpful for someone else to hear of like, it's taken me two years to be able to be like, hi, I'm in a committed relationship, you know? Um, but I think that it demonstrates the level of trauma that I went through and had to kind of heal through. And the amount of walls that I had put up um, that I needed to like put, you know, have them slowly crumble down. But it's not just the walls, but it's more of like the safety of like letting someone in mm -hmm. at that level and, and building that trust. And I really feel like it's the safety of that we've built. I think the trust is a big aspect just in things that I know, things that you may have shared about your marriage. And then some of the relationships I've been in in the past where I've trusted women and things have not, uh, not been what I thought they were in a few different ways. So I think for both of us to, that's, that's probably one of the reasons that this works as well, or is as strong as it is because we've learned, that's not to say there haven't been some hiccups on both sides of this, <laughs> but we've learned to trust one another and we have worked through anything that we may feel has come up that either didn't feel good, reminded us of things in the past, or we felt maybe could jeopardize our trust for one another. And we've talked about it. We've communicated and we've shared our sides of things and usually reach a very stable and healthy resolution. Mm -hmm. I think the, the trust aspect in this has been huge along with the communication. Yeah. I think that when I, I think I had this mentality, I don't know if it's like, from, you know, I've talked about it in the past of like, you watch all these Disney movies and you watch these like rom-coms growing up. And like, I was so young. I was 24 when I, when I met Jonathan, I was 25 when I got married and I, yes, I'm still Brooke, but I'm a, like a, for sure more mature, you know, version of that. And a lot of people say like, I'm not the person I was anymore or back then, but like, I'm still Brooke, but I'm a totally different version yeah. of Brooke. And, um, I think when I originally thought like, I, you know, I had a checklist, if you will, of like, this is what marriage should look like, or this is what the human in my life should look like. And I was like blind, blindly trusting of my partner of like, of course this will just work out. Like, of course that communication will be there. Of course we're going to tell each other the truth. Like, of course, like, like, duh, like literally that like dumbed down of like, of course, you know, but it, it definitely wasn't that at all. And I think for probably a good bit of the beginning of our relationship, 
that that trust aspect and that safety aspect was like, well, there's a few things like, number one, if I'm fooling myself, are you going to run? Because I do dance on tables and yeah. I know. We had to do a little bit of a uh, little bit of work to get you to really fully be yourself at times. I did. Um, and I, and I didn't run. Right. But like, I, that's one of those things that's like, I knew what I wanted in a relationship, but having it come to fruition is completely different. Like there was one time where I don't even remember like what stage of our relationship or how long we had been dating, but remember the time where you were literally just asking me questions and like trying to understand. And I was literally basically having a panic attack. And I like, I at one point was like, in the corner of my bedroom oh, with like the dogs, day. the ugly yes. crying day. Yes, that was that was an extreme. <laughs> it was it working was, through the emotions. It was that, day. that was like yeah. the hardest. That was I was so afraid to tell you what I was thinking because I was so afraid of either your response or it triggered so, so much in me from like my relationship with Jonathan that I ended up like. I was like, we have to, like, we have to stop. We need to take a break. Like, and I was like almost hyperventilating and I was seeking comfort, literally seeking comfort from the dogs, like in the corner of the room, because I couldn't, I couldn't feel safe. And that ended in you like observing a need and taking a break. And then I got to watch a JLo rom-com like it was like any, like you just, yeah. what do you need? Like the same thing that I teach all my clients of like, how do you feel? What do you need? Like you did that for me. And you, I think you cooked me dinner. You cooked me something. I don't remember necessarily. Like, yeah. I don't know what You're like, was. we just need to get, yes, I do. we I just, we just. I remember I sat and watched a little bit of the movie with yeah. you, which is J-Lo rom-coms are not my thing. <laughs> but um, you did it for but me. I did because you. You know, you needed some support and you were going through leave. a lot in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't leave. I just, I gave you the space when you wanted. And then we had a really good conversation at the end of the evening to kind of circle back and finish out the conversation. But I think it's moments like that where I think, again, it's going back to I envisioned what I knew a healthy relationship could look like and I wanted it to look like. And I like craved that healthiness in a relationship. And I, I like, I, I felt like I knew all the values of what it could be, but getting there was, it wasn't easy. Then, we had all the pieces, but like to allow almost me to trust that like you weren't going to leave or like trust that like, I could be myself or like trust that I could say the thing and you'd still love me even if I said the thing and well, not you defend. Have, you have a healthy relationship with someone who does not necessarily match the societal norms that's that were very put true. upon you, you know, that's very and true. That's the funny thing too, is it's, it's like the saying you can't judge a book by its cover, but that's something we've talked about. Like I do not look the part of what you were told you need or, or you should have or what, what it looks like, but the relationship that we have and the love we have for one another is what matters. And it's like, that's what's solid. That's what keeps this going and keeps it working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether I fit a mold or you fit a mold or, or vice versa or not, like that's not, not really relevant. Yeah. I think, Growing up in a really like tight knit community, um, my parents taught me marriage is hard enough as it is. Why have one quote notch against you um, to begin with? Meaning like either finding someone Jewish or not Jewish, you know. And I I did I found a, a tall, which is not. Often I found a tall, handy Jewish man and I felt like I had like struck gold. Like I felt like I won the lottery with him and I think 
I mean, things went terribly wrong, like as, 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 as horrible as you can, I mean, like, this is like, that there's not much more that could potentially go wrong in a marriage um, with the horrific ending to the marriage and a traumatic ending to the marriage. And I think because of that, it allowed me to toss all the shoulds out the window of like, oh, it should look like this, or it should be this type of a person, or it should be this or that. And it allowed me to focus in on continuing to go after, even though I, of course, didn't want a relationship, but somehow still go after that relationship or something um, with you that I, I felt like there would be the makings of a really healthy partnership. And I, I've told you this before, but I think the healthy sign in the beginning of showing me that safety, right, was that you just kept checking in when we were friends. I'd be like, there he is again. I'd be like, there he is again. And I just like kind of watched it for a few months. And then when I was at, at Lauren's in St. Louis, I was like, I was like, this dude is a solid dude. You know, so many, so many exchanges over that, that pairing of vacations. I know. Between Denver and St. Louis. I know. There's a lot going on. I did send you a lot. Cause I think I like, finally realized I wanted to put effort in and I definitely was like coming home with a mission. <laughs> I mean, not really a mission, but like I, I was coming home clear that like I wanted to try it out being more than friends with you. I think you had tried it out a little bit prior to that. Okay, fine. Like, uh, I think we were both trying this. to figure it out. We were both trying to figure it out. Okay. okay. You were too. I didn't know. It got to a point where I wasn't really sure what connection I was seeking from you. And I think for a long time, I was, I was kind of open with that on the front end. Didn't know if as we got further along in conversations and talking, we talk about kids, talk about work, yeah. talked about like common interests, common thoughts, what we're going to do in the world ends, you know, things of <laughs> this nature, normal conversation people should have. Right. And I didn't know the connection. Like, do I, do I want a friendship with her? Do I want like a business connection with her? I don't want a relationship with anybody. So that's out of the question. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was nice too to have another single parent mm -hmm. because I've, so, you know, for the people that don't know me, um, been doing the single parent deal for my daughter's 11 Been doing it since she was about one and a half. Uh, now there is mom is in the picture and has some time, of course, that she gets to see her, but for the majority, she's with me. So to find another parent, you know, you didn't have anybody else. So they're, they're like always with you mm -hmm. apart from sparing weekends here and mm -hmm. there, but, um, you got it. Like you, you understood where most of my friends were still either newly married or single and they're like, like kids are the last thing on their mind. So they had no idea what scheduling looks like when you have a child or having to say no to a bunch of different things or just even the day in day out struggle of like this kid's driving me up the fucking wall. What am I going to do? Like I, I need a break or I need to at least talk to a parent that gets it because my old drinking buddies, those people, they, they have no clue what I'm describing. Mm -hmm. and they most of them still don't so mm -hmm. it was cool to have a connection with someone that felt like they kind of aligned with where I was in life at the time um similar values I'd say mm -hmm. yeah and then we could bounce bounce war stories off one another yeah we 
We definitely connected on understanding each other's roles of like what it's like to live with children and also have a career and be it all and do it all right. for our kids. So we both work from home. We're both mm-hmm. in that entrepreneurial realm of building businesses out of our houses. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. that with with kids. A lot mm-hmm. of people, I think, they don't get that is if you work from home and your your kids are around, mm-hmm. like that's it's not the same as let's say you're you're doing a startup or you're building a business and you have an office you go to. And you have a spouse, you have somebody else. Like that's the, that's the key thing. Neither of us have someone that it's, it's like watch the kids for mm-hmm. X amount of hours today because I've got to hammer out some work. So you're, you're building a business in the time these kids are at school and then you're still working when they come home or you're working after they go to bed and you're just burning the candle at both ends. It's, it's exhausting, but it's what it takes to, you know, as we've, term we've used a lot keep the lights on for everybody so yeah we shared that as kind of a common ground as well that entrepreneurial gearing yeah i'm thinking about our paddle boarding excursion which one (laughs) well we got coffee and then you're we were talking back and forth. That was the first time we met. Right. And then I was going to say we didn't do coffee you were like, or paddleboarding. Yeah. You were like, when are we like, I, you said something about my paddleboard and you were, I was like, you should come. And you're like, I'm down. And then you came one time and then I had no idea where that would night, that night would take us. And then we ended up getting dinner and I think our communication was really strong. I remember we did go paddle boarding and then I think you still had a sitter for a while. We, mm-hmm. we parted ways after paddle boarding and it's like, well, I'm hungry mm-hmm. and I'm just going to go back to an empty house because my daughter was with her mom. So I think I texted you and was like, Hey, you want to grab dinner somewhere? Cause you, you already had a change of clothes. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew I'd go somewhere yeah. and get something. Or maybe I was just hoping that we would go to dinner. Ah, I didn't awesome. know if we would go to dinner. Maybe that was it. So yeah, then we went, grabbed some dinner. And I don't really know how we got on the topic of me and the changes I've made in my life. Mm-hmm. I just started like various different things. I just started probing and being yeah. like, are you okay with this? And, and I, just I just kept I asking kept, you all I the kept questions answering and talking. Yeah. I remember at one point you were like, are you always this open uh-huh. with everyone? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to hide, mm-hmm. but there was a flow. There was a, a feeling, I guess, of safety in that conversation that it was just really an open exchange. I wasn't, I think you know, the way I looked at it was if my brutal honesty about certain aspects of my past scare this woman away, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay because that's not, not the, right the person. person that I need in my life. I mean, I hoped it wouldn't, but clearly it didn't. Here we are. I think um, it was the same for me. Like I had to, telling someone that I'm widowed and telling someone that my husband took their own life, telling someone that I have two children, you know, like that's a lot to be like, hi, nice to meet you. And I think it was really nice that you had kind of already seen that on my page. And so it's a lot to get into. And I think we both were just pretty darn open from the beginning of what brought you to Texas? What brought me to Texas? And all the things that have happened and taken place in your life as well. Yeah. And I think going back to, I, I think I definitely felt that safety with you. It, it was building right from the beginning. Um, but I think there's, 
it was really scary for me to think about, I mean, every time I put up a Q&A, people are like, are you dating anyone? Like, have you ever thought about dating again? And I'm like, wow. You get that. You get I've, there's been so many times where I like, I have a picture and I like want to post it and be like with a little heart on your face. This is true. Like, on a road trip, she I remember driving back with the kids from Amarillo. Yes. And last somebody asked December, a question. Last what, like, year. What what type of man or what's uh -huh. what's your type of man? And she turns and shows she's it's me wearing a bracelet Eli made or something. She's like the one that wears the jewelry my kid makes. I'm. It was a picture point, of your arm and I couldn't do it. At this like point, I, I'm a, like, that's a year ago. It's not even a joke because it's not happening because you're just that uncomfortable I at know. the time. And so it kind of like, but I wanted kinda, to so bad. You would tease it. You would tease it a lot. And, and you would be like, she'd get these questions and send me these it was like bullshit answers <laughs> that would never get posted to the point where finally I'm like, the joke's not even funny. It's not happening. Let me know when it's serious. Like I'll, I'll see it and then I'll believe it. But you are, you are very, we did have to have some conversations like it was even hard for me to explain. And like, yeah, I do recall there being times where, yeah. I mean, there were, there were events, there were things that we went and did together and I'm like, we're here together. And <laughs> did I we, post something without you in it? Post a picture. Oh, like yeah. we, we had this really great experience, but it's just you. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for, there were a few, I wouldn't say heated, but there were a few conversations that were kind of like, what's the deal with this? And you know, and then we talked through it and you kind of. It was hard for me to explain. It was really hard. hard. For you to explain. Mm -hmm. And I think it was so multifaceted. I think it's the safety aspect. I think it's if I tell people I have this person and then it doesn't work out, I was so. It was like a public loss, essentially, or yeah. a public failure, or. And I've been through so much physical and emotional pain already like i i was still moving through it with jonathan and that'll be a lifelong journey but it was like to think about grieving the loss of of a relationship is one thing but grieving the loss of the relationship and then having to tell the world you know like my community that it's like now i'm it's just it added another layer and it was like so scary to me that i needed to feel that safety of us and like focus on us and mm -hmm. build that first. And I think I th it's it's okay though. We, we love all of you. Thank you for the follows. You're strangers at the end of the day, apart from a handful. So it's, <laughs> it's where we're worrying about. We do love opinions. you all. It's That's, just, it's, it's, but it's not even their opinion. It's, it's more of like, I can't, I think it's just the safety and like the fear of like, burr, 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 like the announcement or I don't know what it was. I think I was so vulnerable and so, um, fragile. I was like so fragile during, especially that first year that we were dating. Um, and you know, it's dating date different. It's different. I can't speak. It's different dating with kids than it is without, because with Jonathan, I like met him and we spent every, you know, waking minute together once we like fell in love and we got to know each other, but we had a lot to navigate of, you know, especially in the beginning and especially when we were friends and when we started dating, we wouldn't see each other for a long period of time, like yeah. days at a time. Um, because the we, kids we weren't, you know, yeah, for a while. And so I truly believe that it takes, if you are someone who's dating with kids, I think we don't give it enough credit to say it takes a really long time to get to know someone. And I've, I've told you this many times, but like I've said, I need like miles 
under like miles under the wheels. Like I, I need like miles and miles and miles of time. Like I just need like, you know, I, I met Jonathan, we got engaged on our one year anniversary and I wish that we had spent more years together so I could really get to know him. And I felt like I needed to live a lot of life with you to see how things happen, see how we moved through conflicts, see how we move through communication, see how we, you know, now the kids are immersed and see how there was just so many things that I needed to feel comfortable with and, and feel that safety. Um, I think in order to get to this point, and I also, you know, I, I think walls are up in many different ways, but one of the ways that they were up specifically with men is at the end of my relationship with Jonathan, I started to feel and see writing on the wall, like he all almost chose me for like selfish reasons for his own gain. And, um, I'd, I'd I, say that did play a big part in trust. I blindly trusted. I blindly trusted. Like, if, like, you know, what's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. Till death do us part. Like, for better, for worse. Sick or, sick or poor. Rich health. Like, I, like, did it up. I was like, you're sick. I'm going to take care of you. Like, we need to do this. We're going to do it. You know, like, and that was not reciprocated or returned to me. And I didn't realize that at the time until the very end, I didn't realize that that should in a healthy relationship that should and can be reciprocated from your mm -hmm. partner. And you showed me that all along the way, but I think I needed it like patterned in my brain. I needed to see it over and over to see like, kind of like when I was crying in the corner that day, like, Oh, okay. Like he's not here for any other reason, but me like, Oh, like, shit's hitting the fan with my children and he's still here like oh like oh oh okay yeah, last okay. night we had a conversation that's mm -hmm. some of the stuff we're we're working through with one of them at the moment and it's something we're doing together it's not it's not like that's it's your problem so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i think i've looked at you many times and been like what have i have it, has it been a question of like why or I've asked myself like why you would want to stay or like why I've I guess either posed it to you or I've told you that I've thought sometimes I don't really have those thoughts anymore but in the beginning I That's used good. to yeah <laughs> I'm making progress I used to get asked that question a lot a good amount like why would why you, are you want... still here yeah why, why would you want to take this on big questions to be asked too i mean they're big thoughts for you to have but it's to be on the receiving end of a question and not really be looking at it through that lens like i'm i'm just here I'm here because i'm choosing to be or i want to be and then get asked why are you here mm -hmm. there i go it's, <laughs> i guess i gotta think about this i don't know but it's it's not something i really gave a whole lot of thought or or worried about. Yeah. And I think for me, I just needed reassurance to know that like, because this is a lot, like it's a lot to take on and you didn't take it on, but it's a lot to support someone. I mean, this is like nothing I've ever done before. I know I've, I've dated. <laughs> many women and not, not like <laughs> bring out the Rolodex. I've been, on, I've been on, you know, a good amount of dates. I was, I was actively dating, but not seeking a relationship for a while there. I've been in a few, I guess I would consider them long-term relationships in my life. Um, that's lost my train of thought. 
was going somewhere else on what you said. I just completely lost it. Of taking a lot on. But as far as coming into a relationship or potentially coming into a relationship, not just one child, two children. Two children no, who have been no through father, trauma. No father yeah. figure whatsoever. Yeah. It's like the... Not necessarily his shoes, but the shoes to fill of a man. are huge. Yeah. There's no one to teach them any of the things they need to be learning from their dad. Mm -hmm. He's not here. So, yeah, that was, uh, you know, and we still see signs of it. We still see pieces where learning, of course, is continuing to occur and will continue to occur. And things that are having to be taught and reiterated or explained as to why we do or don't do certain things. And discuss male parts. Discuss male parts, male hygiene, things not to do with male parts. So the first time Carter ever like just took on, I don't know, the role or a role for the boys... Brooke doesn't really know how to talk to the kids about penises because she does not have one. So there were, I think there were bathrooms. I think it was hygiene. hygiene. Yeah. Like there, there was just a, was a handful of things that went with the waist down that the kids just weren't getting. And we thought it'd be good for them to hear it from a male. Yeah. She, she was like, can you you have one of these, you, you know what you're doing with, they work and all these things. Can you talk to them about this? So we did, Eli drew. I took a picture of it. Cause I was like, this is a man conversation. It was the cutest thing. You pop some popcorn. You pop some popcorn. I popped the popcorn. They got in their pajamas and we, you had like a powwow. Yeah. Here and in the Eli, dining room. Eli That's now my drew office booty cheeks as he called it on a sheet of like, paper and he was he like taking notes ear, and he was like this is an ear on a booty cheek oh, I, you probably said the way you wash you were telling them how to wash themselves wash your ears wash your this wash your that like you were trying to i, I don't recall it was i should have recorded it but it i did get i did get the picture to be like yeah. this is the first and i i remembered i don't remember who i told it was probably my family and maybe a few friends of like Carter did this tonight. Isn't that so nice? Like he, he did this for the boys. And I think that it was so for you, it was like, it needs doing like they need to learn. I'm a male, they're a male. Let's do this. For me, it was like, you don't understand. Like my children have never had someone to take initiative like this yeah. and teach them. And that's because Eli was four when Jonathan died and Charlie was seven, right? What was he four? I think so. so or is he three and a half, almost four? I don't remember. I mean, this happened before I came in. It was three years ago. It'll be now. three years ago. So he was three. Charlie was six. Three and six. So not four. So three and six. Um, and Jonathan was really not well for definitely all of Eli's life and most of Charlie's. There'd be days where he couldn't get out of bed, you know, or I'd drag him out of bed and mm -hmm. he didn't, or like when he would play with them, he would like lay down upstairs in the playroom while playing with them like it wasn't like i don't know you've just you sometimes in all fairness it gets kids are exhausting of so course if you're a parent you lay down play with your children we're not yeah that's we're true not, we're not saying this is a different level do for that. sure this yeah this was a completely different situation we're yeah talking about here. you're right it's um, a very good distinction i lay down with them all the time so you're more than welcome <laughs> Um, but it's just, he didn't have the, I would ask too. I'd be like, what is that? Like, is that normal? Like is, is, and he'd be like, oh, I don't know. And I'd be like, okay. Like, and you just took initiative and 
it's it's been big shoes to step into and i think that's why the question kept coming up of like wiped a butter too you've definitely yeah. done that yeah you texted me one time when you were like with them and you're like i've definitely wiped your son's butt i definitely had to do that i was like all right see you in 20. yeah <laughs> then after that it was it was you're going to learn how to do that i think that was that was the, that was one, the next that was, conversation that was one and done we're gonna teach you how to fold and, and do the whole deal and be done with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but mm -hmm. yeah, but that also I guess speaks to the trust that you put into me as well. You take the kids out, and then of course talking to them, teaching them about their body parts mm -hmm. and, and how to uh, how to keep them clean and be appropriate with them, things of that nature. Aside from that, there's there's other skills. Um, you know, we've changed bike tires together. We've learned how to fish, baseball, soccer. There's yeah. all sorts of stuff. So, so it's not just talking to kids. Manly bonding, their, bonding. Their body parts. There's uh, there's been a lot that's gone in. Nerf guns. Yeah, yeah. and you've shown up to. Without me even asking, you've shown up to things like meetings at school and you're like, I want to be there. Like you've, you've, you can just like in the beginning, like you've continued to show up and, um, I, I'm not used to that. And so I needed to build that trust of like, this is going to stay. And I've had support along the way and. I used to tell Carly, who Carly has supported me a few years ago, um, right after Jonathan passed. And I would talk about this. I was like, this is so much to take on. And she would say, and I'm like, I'm a lot. I'm, I'm a lot. And um, she'd be like, you are a lot. You are. I know. I'm, in the, I'm a lot in the best way. Um, but Carly said, you're you're going to need a strong man who can, who can like not handle, but who embraces all of my allotness. And um, she's like, but they, it's okay to be all of me and it's okay to show someone all of me and the right person will be okay with that. So I think I'd love to talk a little bit about why I have decided that it's time. You're coming out. Party. We ah! are not <laughs> expecting. <laughs> That's funny. That's a joke. That's funny. Um, we have talked so much about how many things, mo most of the, not most, all of my clients know that I've been, like I tell my clients, my clients know about you. And I've, again, going back to like, I knew what I wanted a relationship to look like and I knew what it could look like, but bringing it to fruition was a process. I've utilized things within our relationship that, you know, I've spoken these things to my clients and supported them of like, this is the like way that a relationship can look. But then I've been able to almost give examples of how, and it's given me more confidence. I've not gotten a commission on this work. <laughs> News to me. Checks in the mail, right? But I've used you as like a, as a marker of, you know, or a confidence of an example or, a, or a this or that. And I, I think that we talk so much about, there are so many complex things, kind of like our first, bomb of a podcast that we will put in the archives and you know laugh maybe, at maybe some blooper reels yeah blooper there you go <laughs> but like we talked about so much stuff we talked about right. blending a family we talked about you know supporting me through grief we talked about because it's grief is a process we we talked about you know there's still there's not another man in the relationship but like jonathan will always be a part of this dynamic if you will or a part of the children like we talked about, you know, 
communication between the two of us and how it's functioned and even our conflict resolution. Like we just talked about so much in the first podcast that I think you and I have, we have such in-depth conversations and such vulnerable, honest conversations that we're like, this would be so great to talk about. And we basically did it in our first podcast in, in little like nuggets, which was not fully express the whole right. you know and we're, we're struggling but we're staying on on track for this we're one. doing a good we're job very well we're doing really good yes. high five not hard no okay. rabbit holes <laughs> no rabbit holes um but see doesn't this feel better yeah it's a it's a little awkward <laughs> most of our conversations don't have a microphone a camera and getting broadcast to whoever listens to it but but I think that there's so many other conversations that we would love to have and share as a way of being supportive to our community, my sure. community. Maybe um, certain topics in the future we'll tackle yeah. on you know, communication or even trust, other things of that nature, just blending families as we did discuss on our uh, first Bomb. go at this. That's not a bomb. There's been I know. Great it was stuff good stuff. There. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. It's You're just right. a lot. It was just a lot. And it was all over the place. And it so. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a little more. But it's also really awesome same, to get a male way. perspective because I know men listen to this podcast and they have reached out to me and some have even worked with me who have said this is this podcast has been wildly supportive to them and I, in a true relationship, and I think that this did not happen in my relationship with Jonathan, but in a true relationship, I think that both emotions matter. And I think that there is something in society that we as women, sorry, I love you mamas, but we as women, the, the permission, especially during like COVID and all the mom spoofs and like it, it, it was needed to give us permission to just like basically complain and give us permission to be like, this is hard and give us permission to be like, this kind of sucks at times. But I think because it's given us permission to do that, I think men are such logic brain and have such a black and white thinking. I, I sometimes think that we, again, I love you women, but I sometimes think that we forget that you're allowed to have feelings too, and that you struggle to, you may not voice it. And I've always basically done a one person job is like trying to bring in the voice of the male to be like, hold on, like they matter too, or like saying like a little caveat to whatever I was saying. And sometimes it's just best to have that male voice that I can utilize you for. Yeah. I have to agree. It's with men. You know, the, the age that I am growing up in the generation I grew up in, we were really taught not to express our feelings. We were taught not to show vulnerability. It's a sign of weakness. I don't 100% disagree with that in some situations. I think there's some situations where you do need to remain strong and you know, stand your ground on things, um, whether it be in a protector role or, or things of that nature. But as far as opening up even like men don't open up to other men yeah that's that's kind of what started me doing what i do is creating that space for as a man other men to come in and talk about how they're doing or how they're struggling I mean, as, as you can see using jonathan as an example it's like no a silent knew. struggle and, no, and one, no knew. one knew until it got to the point that it was it had happened so the goal is to not let men hit that point. So many men, and I know you've covered this topic before, hit burnout. Like so many of them do not show a vulnerable side of themselves. They do not talk about their feelings or their emotions. And we like to bottle it up. And man, when that, when that erupts or explodes or whatever you want to call it, there could be months of shit that come to the surface on that. And it's, we've just kept it in. We've kept it in until it's eaten us absolutely alive. And then we just unleash. We unleash it in such an unhealthy way. And it can come out 
many different ways, but usually it's, it's, then it's like an attack. It's not us expressing our feelings. It's not us expressing our emotions or just telling you why we feel the way we feel. We're pissed at that point. Mm -hmm. Like it's just come out and you're catching the brunt of it, which then as a woman in turn, your reaction is to cry, shut down. Yeah. I think it's on both sides. I think we both do that. I think women hold it in and hold it in and hold it in and finally explode. And then I, I think that partnerships become punching bags for one another. And I was, there were certain things that I, I, I still am so unwilling to repeat, like so unwilling to repeat. And it's, I think we both do a really great job of doing what we need to do for ourselves, but also supporting each other when we can. And we also check in with one another and like almost protect each other in a way of like, we were having a conversation today. You were like, I'll take the kids on Friday, let Lolo have the day off. And I was like, yes, but I don't want you to get burnt out with your family coming in town. We check on each other to make sure that we are staying regulated. Right. <laughs> I think too, it's healthy. It's, I don't feel you can really over communicate or you can over, you can definitely under, yeah, you can definitely under and you can beat a dead horse. But if you're having healthy communication in whatever relationship you're in and you're working with that person, you're talking about your feelings, you're talking about your emotions, but more importantly too, you're checking in on them and you're listening to what they have to say. I think that's really when you grow the most and that's what strengthens. I know for us, like I personally was early on and things was like our communication, our communication has not always been what it is today. It's like grown. We have, we have worked. But we, we both actively worked yes. at it. Yeah. And we have grown it to what it is. And now seemingly it comes natural. It's just how we interact with one another. We check in with one another. We talk about whatever may be going on. Sometimes we got to pull it out of one another, but mm. not as much. Anymore. Not as much. No, that was, I, mean, it's, it's really, I don't cry in the corner anymore with the dogs as protection. It's hmm? not protection from me, by the way. No, not, just protection from just say, yeah, saying the thing, having the communication. But yeah, we've, we've worked at it and I think it just goes to show that it is attainable. It's not something that's impossible. I think that's a really good point. And probably one of the, another driving force of why I wanted to finally do this with you is I think, you know, even going back to that question of like, why are you here? Like, why are you still here? You know, even through the midst of going through a storm, even through having trauma the way that I've had, even going through all the things that you've gone through, um, you can still find good and you can still find healthy and you can still find and, and find a partnership and, you know, do life together. Um, that feels best and right for you. And I hope others know that it's obtainable for them. And there's like so many more conversations we can have. We'll do like Q and A's and ask everyone. Hmm. Well, we, you let us know what you want us to talk about. I mean, we're definitely not perfect. No. And we don't want to. We definitely have worked at things too. Yep. But I can say I'm proud of the work that we've done. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't time wasted or misused. Mm -hmm. So ladies and gents. <laughs> This is Carter. <laughs> we did it. Hey, so. There's the feet you've all asked for. There they that's are. That's gross. <laughs> that's the Q&A. Show me those feet. I think this is one you guys are going to have to watch on YouTube to get the full effect. Hide those toes. Those are million dollar toes. <laughs> Someone overseas is offering good money for that. I don't understand it. Why do people DM me and they're like, oh, can you do another reel with your toes? I'm like, gross. Goodbye. Lock.
<laughs> Yet. Yet. Well, until next time, what's my send-off? Do you know my send-off? Thank you for listening and keep thriving, parents. No, it's XOXO, Dr. B. Gossip Girl. I know, it does kind of sound like Gossip Girl. It just kind of, <laughs> it happened and it stuck and I... I... What's it going to be, Brooke? Goodbye. So the big secret's out and I'm glad everyone knows. This is Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.